I use Avadros because I know that it will heal what I'm facing, like my sickness. If you go to the hospital, they will charge you. There is no that kind of money to spend. And English just is expensive than other drugs. So I, I believe say you go make me feel well when I get sick. And now to go to hospital self they cost. Ordinary people cannot even afford medical medical bills. Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDevNet. I'm Michael Kaloki. You are listening to people in Nigeria who use herbal rather than conventional medicines. Herbal medicines are a form of traditional medicine that uses cultural knowledge around plants to maintain health and treat illness. The World Health Organization says 80% of the Africa region still relies on traditional medicine for their basic health needs. These herbal medicines are a way for Africans to access healthcare services that are either too expensive or unavailable. To find out more about herbal medicines, our reporter Ijeoma Okazu has been speaking to Dr. Ologbemiga Aina, Chief Research Fellow at the Nigerian Institute of Medical Research and Head, Center for Traditional, Complementary and Alternative Medicine, Nigeria Institute of Medical Research, Yaba. Yeah, herbal medicines, that they are the art and science of using herbs and herbal materials, preparations and products that contain plant materials, or combination of plants as active ingredients in promoting health and preventing preventing and treating uh, illnesses. So some of them are safe, some are not safe. Um, when we say some are safe because they are natural products, and if they are taken at the right proportion, doses we can say they are they are safe. But if they are, if they are taken if they are taken a large proportion, it might not be safe. But what we do here is normally we tell the other practitioners to bring their product so that we can do a study for them to see whether their um, other product is safe for consumption or not. Are they effective? Yeah, we won't, we won't say they are effective. But what do we just say to safety profile? Because we know that if if we, if we tell them not to use it, they will take it. But first of all, let, them be, let us be sure that they are safe. Then if we now want to do the efficacy study, we'll do that after. But we are not... We can't claim that some of them are effective because we've not done a research on it. So why do people patronize unregulated herbal medicines? People do that because they feel that it's cheap. They feel it's cheap because those people that actually sell it to, they promote it and they tell them they can heal all illnesses. But they feel it's cheap, they buy it, and then they psychologically, they feel they are relieved of their problem when they take it. But actually, that might not be the result, I mean, the case. Healthcare systems in the region are often stretched. Due to gaps in healthcare systems, conventional medicines are often unaffordable and unavailable for many. Instead, people are using herbal medicines to fill these gaps. My name is Obujimi Gwelagadiolaiwe, the Chief Executive Director of the Mitayo Harbour Home. When we are talking about uh, traditional medicine, who is a traditional medicine practitioner? The practitioner medicine traditional is a person that recognized, according to the WHO definition, the person that recognized in the community in which he lives 
competent to provide healthcare to the people. When you are practicing harbor in the community, and maybe you are living with those uh, Christians that don't believe in harbor something, and you are practicing there, then maybe nobody will patronize you. Harbor medicine is a plant or plant extract, something that extracts from either leaf, root, or the combination, listen together. You know, you have to combine some roots or leaves together. Now, when you want to prepare, first of all, you've know, you've identified because identification of leaves and roots is very, very important. So far you can identify them, then you know which one can go with other one. Then with that, you can combine it together. But do you know where these leaves and plants are derived from? Yeah. Some from market or cultivated from farm. Okay. Say that you go to your farm or your botanical garden. Like if you move around my place, you see some leaves there. Mm -hmm. I planted some. But some, there are some, there are big trees in which the the upsellers, you go them to buy that. While herbal medicine is a lifeline for many, they are often unregulated. This makes it hard to know the content of the medicine and how effective the medication is. These concerns about their safety have led many health associations to try and regulate them. We spoke to Scholastica Lan, a pharmacist, public health consultant, and national chairman of Lady Pharmacists, about this process of standardization and regulation. Why do people still patronize unregulated herbal medicines? People can patronize even even for uh, our, let me put it even for our uh, uh, registered products, um, uh, orthodox products. There are some that are not registered because they haven't gone through the process of getting them registered. But people sell them. I met a young man selling um, uh, a, a product for use in the house. And I asked them, have you registered this with NAFDAQ? He said, it's not a drug. I said, it's not a drug. NAFDAQ, uh, the name NAFDAQ is Food, Drug, Cosmetics. Everything that has to be used by people has to be registered by NAFDAQ. So it's not only drugs we register. So the same with local remedies. The registration process with NAFDAQ, people want to boycott it. People want to avoid it because there's a fee to be paid. And also, NAFDAQ will do analysis to prove the claim, your, your the, the content of what you are saying it is contained in, and also that it is used for this purpose you are claiming it is used for. So mm. those the, uh, processes, people don't want to go in. And that's the problem we have. Because people will make preparations and add um, maybe ethanol in percentages higher than it's supposed to be, hmm. or you can see recently people dying or children dying of um, ethylene glycol poisoning that was added to paracetamol syrup. Ethylene glycol is not supposed to be added to paracetamol syrup, but maybe for reasons best known to the producer or mis uh, misplacement of um, active ingredients in the in in in, in a factory or whatever reason, hmm. if the wrong ingredient was used. Excuse me. So these are the issues. People who make these things don't want to be under the law. 
so, and they want they want people to be hooked on them forever. Because if NAVDAC analyzes it, or if standards organization analyzes it and says this thing you're claiming to to cure is actually not curing it, it's not doesn't contain the active ingredient to cure any disease condition. That means bad business for that person. And these are the issues. That means NAVDAC can actually standardize these drugs. Exactly. Mm. NAFTAC is doing it. NIPRID is doing it. Standard organizations, these three agencies are working in collaboration to help standardize things in Nigeria. And Nigerians are avoiding them. Could that and, be the reason why the Association of Lady Pharmacists is calling for standardization exactly, of and regulation exactly. of herbal medicine? The Association of Lady Pharmacists yeah. is calling for absolute standardization of local remedies. You need to know the active ingredient. For every drug you take, there's, a, there's what we call active ingredient and the amount paracetamol you see it is paracetamol 500 milligram it means the active ingredient paracetamol the quantity of it in each tablet is 500 milligram if it's a local remedy it's put in a cup how much of that active ingredient is in that cup or is in that bottle you're taking so it is only by standardization that you will know and then the directions to use and what it is used for mm. Take a local, take, take a standardized product. It gives you the name of the product. It gives you the active ingredient or ingredients if they are combined. Then it tells you um, what it is used for. And um, it tells you the manufacturing date, the expiry date, and the, local, the production uh, batch number. Because what you produce today is not the same as what you produce today in the morning. It's not the same as what you produce in the evening of the same day. So there's a batch number. So that is what, all what you have listed now is what the standardization will look like. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So these are the things people don't want to do. If I'm taking a local remedy in a cup, how much of what am I taking? I don't know. Hmm. And you can see some of them have very crude labeling on their products. I just saw one yesterday. Uh, uh, something for infection, uh, and the, the the list of uh, treat uh, diseases that product treats: gonorrhea, uh, vaginal discharge, uh, infertility. Infertility is the infection. Infertility is not an infection. And um, uh, high blood pressure is high blood pressure an infection? No, but the bottle. The, the label on the bottle says treat, treatment for infection in male and females. Five and six. Um, some of these things we listed infections. They, those are diseases. Hypertension is a disease. It's not an infection. Hmm. Vaginal discharge. Yes, maybe. But what is causing the vaginal discharge? Do you know? And for vaginal discharge, there are so many causes. There could be fungal, it could be viral, it could be bacterial. So what are you treating? Hmm. So people really need to be aware of what they are taking. Okay. And people people need to be cautious because um, you see them mixing colors, uh, powders, and uh, these powders. Nafdak has informed us the same thing they add to oil and uh, gari and all that they are cancer causing. So you can see why there's an increase in the rates of cancers among people, especially cancer of the liver, because everything you take in your system. Is metabolized in the liver. It's broken down in the liver to be distributed in the system. So if there's accumulation of toxic things in your liver, what is the ultimate consequence? A liver disease, which can be cancerous. And it's so expensive to treat. So how can we bridge this gap then between conventional and herbal? 
well, that's why I said that mm. the federal government and even some state government, every state government, every state minister of health has a tax officer for traditional medicine. So oftentimes there's a relationship, there's a meeting, there's a collaboration, there's a training, there's a capacity building, there's information sharing between these people and the government. The government is trying to build, to bridge this gap. The openness from the other end is what is the missing link. They need to embrace this and remove that fear that, oh, they want to steal my powers or they want to steal my uh, my knowledge or they want to make me share this with others. Everybody is holding on to what they know. If every scientist that produced a drug held on to what they knew, well, are we going to have cures for all these drugs and diseases we have around? So when you know something, you open up and share it so that other people can know. The Chinese remedies we have around are so, so much in Nigeria are produced in China or wherever, mm. brought it to the country. People are using them. So you here for making your herbal remedy, if you standardize it, you can take it to China. I have met a lady who makes ginger oil. And she says she sells this ginger oil in um, the, um, the Eastern what do you call it, the Arabian countries. And if you look at her products, it's very beautifully packed, very beautiful label. The final, I mean, it's just a beauty to behold. So that's the standardization. She has left the shores of Nigeria and selling her product, Egypt, the Arabian countries, because they know the value of the ginger oil. Mm. So, so your standardization is not to check you. Your mm. standardization is actually supposed to enhance you and enhance your market. Mm and take you beyond Nigeria. That's all from us at Africa Science Focus today. If you want to find out more, head to the SciDevNet website. That's www.scidev.net. Today's show was produced by Alice Hurst, with editing by Ogechi Ekeanyao, and reporting by Ijeoma Ukazu. I'm Michael Kaloki. Until next time, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station.